I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Take two. Yeah, you know the Vikes are playing the pack, don't you know? Oh yeah, we're going to kick some Green Bay butt, you know. <laughs> Cheeseheads. We'll beat them. <laughs> Cheeseheads. Yeah, right. Cheeseheads. Feeding on the cheese heads. Feeding on the cheese heads. We are all rejoicing. We're beating on the cheese heads. Going tailgate. The Vikings are great. Hey, Wisconsin, you're the ones we love to hate. Feeding on the cheese heads. Feeding on the cheese heads. We are all rejoicing. We're beating on the cheese heads. All right, welcome to the Sportive. This is episode 15. We're gonna we're gonna call this one the Wisconsin episode, I think, because our guest tonight is Brian Stensas. Who is denying that he's a Minnesotan is pretending he's a he's a, he's a still a Wisconsinite. He even has a Wisconsin area code still. What's up, I Brad? mess with the best, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> the usual suspects are also on the line. Stu's here. Stu doesn't want to say hey, hi. Sports buddies. Oh, there he is. Uh, Brandon is in Dallas as usual, wearing a very fetching headset like I- usual. Jonas B. <laughs> and down Inside joke. in the home of the newest varsity soccer program, Cannon Falls. You know it. Clarence Swampdown. What's up, fuckers? All right, so now that we've done our introductions, it really is like the end of the Waltons at the start of the podcast every week. I don't know how much longer we can do this, but uh, let's start in on Brian Stanzas. <laughs> Brian, I forgot to ask you what your actual title is, so I'm just going to let you tell us what you actually do at the Star Tribune. I'll just go with uh, online uh, web editor, producer, reporter, gopher, whatever you want to call me in there. That's what I do. What does that actually I'm behind mean? Behind-the-scenes guide. Um, I do like the... I, I, I make the internet look pretty, the, the sports section of the StarTribune.com. Uh, I do the night shifts, so... If uh, if I wasn't sitting in my lovely home here in Apple Valley right now, I would be sitting in the office watching the Twins game, trying to figure out a good headline and a picture of uh, the team, you know, looking like they just got their asses kicked again to put on the web. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest thing every night is to find another picture that expresses the despondence of the Twins. <laughs> so, well, you get, you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the first thing we want to start with, at least that I want to start with, you're a University of Minnesota graduate, you're a Minnesota resident, you have been for, I would say, roughly 35 years now. Why are you still a diehard cheesehead? 
Well, because, you know, when you're born and raised in southern Wisconsin, right, right, uh, I grew up right outside of Madison, and um, my uh, my dad owned a, a sports bar, a Wisconsin-themed sports bar, and, um, you know, my parents had season tickets to every University of Wisconsin sport, uh, sport you could imagine, went to Packers games all the time in the uh, 80s and 90s, right before they started getting good again, and, um, you know, I, I, I still have a special art uh, place my heart for Milwaukee County Stadium, so... You grow up with all that stuff, it never really leaves you. And listen, I went to the U, but, uh, you know, most of the coaches there didn't like me because I, I worked at the Minnesota Daily and I wrote columns that told the truth. So. <laughs> Glenn Mason is not a fan of yours, is that what you're saying? Glenn Mason, uh, in a press conference, once questioned whether or not I knew who Vince Lombardi was, and that was the end of our relationship. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, do you know who Vince Lombardi is? Wow. Um, is he a trainer? I, I really I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, he's the lead, he was the lead actor on Entourage. Yeah, yeah. So you're still a diehard for all... Wisconsin pro and college sports. Have you turned over to any of Minnesota sports? Here's the deal. Uh, Die Hard is probably a little too uh, strong. I, I I like it when they win, but you know the the, the thing. You know, John's right. I've been here uh, in Minnesota since 1999. I've um, you know I've been a working member of the press for that long, and I you know I know when to turn it on and when to shut it off. So I, I still. I can watch a Packers Vikings game in the press box and not go shitting up. You know, I mean, I, I'm okay with that. I, I know people that would not be, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I but think I, sort know, of I, the reputation of uh, of Wisconsin fans is that they take it serious enough where it almost yep. seems like they are starting to believe that they're part of the team and they had um, something to do with their team winning or whatever. Is that yeah. is that valid at all, or is that just us trying no. to make our peace with Wisconsin sports? No, no, that that's. That, that's valid. I mean, if you go to Lambeau Field, I mean, one one thing that drives me absolutely nuts is when people say we when they're talking about the team. Mm-hmm. And there uh-huh. are, I have dear family and friends that refer to the Packers as we, and I just can't stand it. And uh, <laughs> so there are, there are people that are like that, and there are definitely people who believe they're <laughs> part of the team, and not just because they bought a $250 piece of paper that says they're an owner. So, <laughs> it, you know, there are there are people who take it way too seriously. Like I said, I have... Uh, family and friends and friends and friends that, that um, on a Sunday in the fall and winter, uh, they don't go to church, you know, they, they go to the television screen at the bar. And that is, uh, that is the religion. They, they live and die by the Green Bay Packers, and that's the biggest one. I know some pretty big Wisconsin fans, too, but the Packers in Wisconsin are kind of king shit. They, everyone wants to be a part of the team. Um, but, you know, I've, I've seen that here, too, and I've traveled, um, you know, doing what I, for work in my previous jobs at the Star Tribune and at the daily i've traveled around watch these teams listen you got fans here too that do the exact same thing so i just think it's, it's all football I think it's a mostly great right lab. i'm sorry it's mostly a football thing right you don't have people like losing their shit over the bucks uh well no uh not really um you don't really even see it for the <laughs> brewers uh you definitely see it for for wisconsin football and wisconsin hockey and uh definitely the packers but in getting well, back to the previous question I was just going to say one, you know, the Wild started here when I was living here, and there is no professional hockey in Wisconsin. So, And I was basically taught growing up, you hate all things Chicago. So I could not root for the Blackhawks. I was a North Stars fan growing up. And uh, when I wasn't rooting for the Oilers, I was a huge Wayne Gretzky fan. Um, but, uh, I mean, the North Stars were, were kind of the team I paid attention to until, you know, they went south. 
You're a huge what Oilers you fan in the eighties. I'm sorry. You're a huge Oilers fan in the eighties. Yes. 100%. So I was a I'm, I'm a huge Wayne Gretzky fan. Now you're a Yankees Strut fan. <laughs> when you watched when you watched Revenge of the Nerds, did you feel bad for the Jacks because the geeks got him at the end? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, absolutely not. Oh, sorry, I just. I, I don't think John's calling you a front runner. <laughs> yep. is what he's saying. Uh, yeah. the 80s. <laughs> so, uh, podcast listeners, how you doing with these '80s Edmonton Oilers jokes? Anybody? <laughs> this landing for anybody? Well, cool. Brian, Brian, here's the the litmus test I have for you. Yeah. If you're a sane or irrational Wisconsin fan, uh, you know that Bo Ryan is a jerk off, right? Like you you know that. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh God! He's, He's too far gone. Uh, There's no saving him. I want to be done. I cringe. I cringe sometimes. That uh, that that Mike and Mike interview he did a few months back uh, after he yes. wouldn't let the kid go to Iowa or whatever it was. That was one of the most uncomfortable moments watching television <laughs> about anything, let alone it being a Wisconsin thing. And I had to turn it off. I mean, it just it was so bad, and he looked so bad. And uh, I don't know. I. I, uh, you know, the style of Wisconsin basketball, uh, drives me nuts, but yet, as I've said often, um, hey, if you keep going to the tournament, who, who cares how you play? Yeah. You're, you're, you're winning. That's true. Who, who would you say is more of a diehard Badger fan? You or Kenny Cha? <laughs> Kenny Cha, uh, times a hundred. <laughs> That's, yeah. for all of you who don't know, Ken Cha is also, is a copy editor at the Star Tribune who, is has probably screamed the loudest at the television more than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life during Badger basketball games. Yes. Also, it's Sid on the phone because Sid can't will, hear him. Yeah, he who's actually uh, in Atlanta right now watching this awesome five to nothing Atlanta uh, win or en uh, route to a win over the Twins. He's he's a big sports fan. Kenny is, but he gets he gets all up in arms about Wisconsin basketball and Wisconsin sports really in general, but football and basketball mostly. And uh, I don't, I, I just. You know, I, I don't. I, I, I say I don't care, but uh, I just can't get that wrapped up in it uh, like he does. Compared to Ken Chad, nobody else cares about anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> anyway, all right, we we we've, we've put together a list of questions for what we call the guest interrogation here, and I think yeah. I think this one might come from Stu. It says Brian is allegedly from how do you pronounce it? Stoughton, Wisconsin. Stoughton. 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 Stoughton, yep. One of the largest employers in Stoughton is Uniroyal Engineered Products. What are they best known for making? Oh, God. Um, Uniroyal does, I want to say it's something with like, uh, like, God, I don't even know. What about Stoughton trailers? Isn't that bigger than Uniroyal? Don't change the subject. (laughs) Doesn't Uniroyal make tires? Stoughton Stoughton trailers is number one. Yeah, Stone yep. Trailers is number one, and um, Uniroyals or whatever the hell is is number two, and they make Naga hide. Naga, I, I was going to say Naga rubber, hide. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know where Uniroyal is. Well, I mean, I think they're similar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, hell if I know. I, Stone Trailers is really about the only thing our town is known for, other than it being the second largest Norwegian festival outside of Oslo. Huh. That's true. Apparently, Stoughton is also known as the coffee, the origination Ooh, of the coffee drink. Stoughton coffee drink. Yes, I, in fact, I have a mug uh, celebrating the the uh, anniversary of the first coffee break that they sold back in 
Jesus, like 98. I was in high school, and uh, I went and actually, uh, we did something to commemorate it. I was in a bunch of crap in high school, like drama and music and all that stuff, yeah, and sports, believe it or not. And um, we did something, and something, we all got a mug, and um, I went and got another one because I gave the other one to my mom. So I'm such a nice kid. <laughs> Hi, Brian's mom. How you doing? <laughs> I assume I'm she's sure. going to listen if to this. I, I think she might. She just, got, she just got a new laptop, so... Well, maybe she could get on the video call. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian used the Star Tribune laptop to try to call in, which failed abjectly. So, the rest of us are yeah, just that did not work. yeah. Um, <laughs> so here's the question: If Stoughton claims to originate the coffee break, why don't other towns claim to be the birthplace of something that's impossible to fact check? <laughs> <laughs> because, because in Stoughton, it's all about us. We are we are the we are a we town. We we love we we loves us so much, and uh, you know it's um I don't know why the hell not there. There's even a street that they've got a big street sign up that has like a marker you know commemorating the spot of the first coffee break. I don't know how the hell they figured that out. <laughs> I like it. Like I said, very self. We 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 loves us so we and so and so. Do people gather around the coffee break sign for coffee breaks? Sure. Yeah. If, if we could prove somehow that. Uh, I don't know, a presidential candidate once took a dump in the town. I'm sure we'd have some sort of plaque. <laughs> yeah, I'm that just... actually is more interesting than your coffee break fact. <laughs> well, coffee break might lead to the dump, so you never know. <laughs> On this spot in 1915, sure Woodrow Wilson Clarence. took a huge dump. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> next question. Next question here. The best. What is the best? The best places to stop on ninety ninety four between Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Madison. Anybody else can jump in here too. I would say the the quick trip at the uh, at the Black River Falls uh, exit, which is exit I think one twelve. It's exactly oh. halfway between Minneapolis and Stoughton. They have they have excellent. Uh, gas is that by the Orange Moose? Uh, is that the orange juice? I don't take that way anymore because I, I I live in the South Metro, so I take 52 to Lacrosse oh. or to, to um, 90, and then 90 oh. over Lacrosse, and then I pick it up in Tom. So I don't go up and around anymore through like Black River Falls and Eau Claire. Um, so it's been a while, but I used to always stop in Black River Falls because it's exa- if you might mileage it out, it's it's exactly halfway, so it's a good good stopping point. Otherwise, I mean, cruising chubbies in uh, the Dell. Is a is a good one to stop at. Um, <laughs> you can get you can get fireworks at exit nineteen in Baldwin. Uh, so long as the tornado didn't rip it up uh, yesterday. Um, that was the first thing I thought of, by the way, when I heard there was a tornado in Baldwin last night. Is I hope the fireworks are okay. I feel the same way whenever a town with a pizza <laughs> ranch has a tornado. I think, oh, I hope the pizza ranch is okay. And if and I hope you, just, you dies. pray for the dough. Yep. It's like don't ruin that skill of crust. If we get a sponsor, I hope it's Pizza Ranch. I would love to be sponsored be awesome. by Pizza Ranch. Now open in Maplewood. Um, so, Stu, aren't you going to the Dells in a couple of weeks? I am going. Uh, let's see. The next time I'm going to be down that way, I'm going to a bachelor party at Miller Park in June. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to be in, in down that way again. Stu, are you going to the Dells? 
Stu might be gone. Stu is gone. We lost Stu. Did we lose Stu? I think we lost Stu. I think we lost Clarence too, which means that we're down to a oh, podcast God. of three here. It's going well. I gotta say. All right. It's a trio podcast. I yep. like the trio. This podcast is going well right now. So, speaking of bachelor parties, <laughs> you just came back from a bachelor party. So, well, let me first of all tell us about this bachelor party because it sounds like an absolute rager. It uh, was. Uh, I'll protect the innocent here. It was uh, for a member, uh, an employee of the Boston Red Sox, um, and uh, so he, he was. He came to town. And knows he went to school uh, here, so he knows a few of us around, and we um, we we pretty much just uh, re- reminded Minneapolis of our presence after uh, pretty much dominating, uh, dominating, uh, tearing up the town anyway as college kids back uh, in the early part of the last decade. And um, we did we did the Red Sox games. We uh, talked our way into TCF Bank Stadium and played a game of flag football. <laughs> And um, we went to a uh, a lot of the downtown clubs and bars, and uh, if you could tell, my my voice is still recovering. So it was um, it was it was pretty fun. We, we had a great time. Is that from... so? This was just this past Saturday. Uh, Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, it was a it was a two nighter. Is your brain still like half broken, or do you not get those sort of hangovers? No, I, I all day today. I like I blink and I forget where the hell I am. So it's it oh, still working. Yeah. That's the worst. That's the one thing. Like I don't get headaches anymore. I'm usually not as nauseous as I used to be, but I just get this brain fuzz for like four days yeah. after after drinking. I have no fucking clue what I'm saying. I'm just done for for a week. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still. I mean, we're, we're here. It's it's uh, getting to be into the deep evening of the second day after, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm still kind of. I blink and I. Like oh yeah that's right I have I have a podcast to do tonight I better <laughs> grab my phone oh that's right I have a family I forgot about that <laughs> I was probably wondering why the hell I'm sitting in the bedroom with the door closed <laughs> with my computer up and a drink you're probably wondering what the hell I'm doing ah uh, uh, believe me they once, get used to it once what they, they hear they start hating you once they hear what you're doing they're gonna be glad the door is closed that's so great <laughs> just yeah, let Daddy go like, off by himself he is. they won't even tell their <laughs> friends or family what you actually were doing yeah. yeah. What was he doing in there? Well, we don't talk about it. Just uh, use your imagination. Just porn. <laughs> um, so how many dudes were in this bachelor party? Uh, we had a group of ten. Ten guys. How'd you get around? Do I even want to know that? No, we, I mean, uh, we, we, walked, we had a home base. We stayed at the Marriott downtown and had a home base down there and um, pretty much kept it all. The only about the farthest place we went was DCF Bank, and we just took a couple cars and... Um, then we were back downtown. We walked everywhere. It was a beautiful weekend. Uh, we didn't get. We got rained on right before we played the football game. Uh, other than that, though, it was it was cool Friday night. Um, we could see our breath at Target Field. We were sitting out in the outfield, and some people were bitching. But you know, a lot of guys had flown in from Boston and had been drinking and like started drinking in the airport at like nine a.m. Eastern. So oh Jesus! One guy fell asleep. Um, other guys were pretty much ready to go, and the game went to the tenth inning. Um, but uh, hey, it was successful. We got we were on Netson. Uh, we, they showed our group on the TV out there out the East Coast, and then <laughs> nice. uh, on Saturday it was really hot. And uh, but you just keep drinking, and you, you kind of forget about it. So, did you get to a point in the bachelor party? I found that it's happened to me the last few ones that I've been to where we're trying to like recreate the traditional bachelor party, and we find ourselves in some fucking 
club <laughs> with the youngsters, and you got to go, you know, this is not, we don't need to do this anymore. We're, we're, we're grown-ass adults. Or did you just yeah, do it we, up? Well, we did it up, but I, I tell you, there was, um, we, we didn't, you know, we, we went to the loud music fog machine, you know, poles in the middle of the bar type. Oh, yeah. Mm, and mm, it was mm, great, mm. and it was fun, but, uh, and we, we, we got our way onto a couple of lifts, so we were able to bypass lines and no cover charges and stuff, so that was worth it, but it was, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that was, that was cool when I was 21, and even hell when I was 27, but, uh, and now I, you know, it's like, just give me a scotch in a, in a, in a, in a bar, and let's maybe, you know, topless woman or two, and we'll be alright. Yeah, key to life. I know I'm hosting a bachelor party in um, September, and I just think that half the guys are going to want to go out and do the traditional, and the other half of the guys are going to be like, "Nah, give me a camp, give yeah. me a bonfire, and I'm fine. I'm good to go." I, yeah, I guess I'd be somewhere in the middle. I, I'm the bond. I want to do something more than a bonfire, but I would want to do something a little bit less clubby than like the one we just did. Um, mine was a lot like that. We did we did a brewery tour down in Lacrosse. And then we had a nice dinner, and then then we went out, you know, on Water Street or whatever that is in Lacrosse, and uh, just bar hopped, and that was loud and sweaty and whatever. But it was, you know, we I'd much rather do kind of a, you know, a more low key, but yet maybe a little bit higher society. I don't know. That makes me sound like a dick, whatever. But I just I, that's what I'd rather do. High society. Yeah. God, you're classic. High society. That's. That's me right there, right? Yep. From Stoughton. What, what High expect? Society in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Give me a couple $80 cigars and high-priced hookers, <laughs> and I'm fine, you know? Simple tastes. <laughs> there was, I'm a simple uh, man. There, was, there, there were no, um, no high-priced uh, women at the, in La Crosse, let's put it that way. Yeah, your, your wife is not going <laughs> to listen to this podcast, <laughs> and us. No, he's just saying there literally were not any high price women at all. <laughs> there were none. No, I mean like for I mean like for hire. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. called for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It was just no answer. That's a sad story. All right, so give us your Brian yeah, Stensas key to a successful bachelor party. Key to a successful bachelor party. Uh, well, first and foremost, you do not let the bachelor ever touch his wallet. I think that's the, that's the biggest key. Give you the parties for him. And make it uh, make it great. I think you got to have some kind of sport involved, whether it's a ball game or you put something together or both. Um, I'm a big fan of a, of a of a good dinner. You know, get maybe put on a shirt. I don't think you have to do a suit and tie, but you know, tuck in your shirt, go to a nice place. Uh, yeah, you know, wear at least a shirt. Um, but I, a I, shirt. I think that's key. And and um, you know, if you if you wake up in the morning, kind of fuzzy and, and kind of wondering what might have happened, I think that probably means you did it right. So, right. alcohol, sports, and food, go figure. If you've ever met me, you know that, that was, those are my keys. <laughs> things, so. That's sort of your keys to life, though. Yes, that's true, but well, that could be a bachelor party, except, you know, other than the fact that I'm married with a kid, but hey, I, uh, I, I can live that way. Why yeah, not? There you go. So... That the sounds other, about right. The other question I, I have you. here is, how did you manage to talk your to talk your way into TCF Bank Stadium at this bachelor party? Uh, that should that, that, that's a story that I wish I could share, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna plead the fifth and just say that we got we got there. Oh, let's put it this way: we, we we talked to a few people, we got it set up, but the um, the crackpot 
security system at TCF Bank Stadium. Two guys came late and they still found us. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> I think it was, you, you could have found your way through the doors on a, on a rainy Saturday in May. Um, not a whole Ooh, lot. Ooh, hot tip. So there you go. Yeah. Give it a try. I'm not condoning it, but, uh, yeah, give it a try if you would happen. But we did, we, they did know we were coming and we did set it up and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was worth it. It was a lot of fun. I, um, I had an interception, which was the high, athletic highlight of my career. <laughs> <laughs> did you bring a notepad and keep all your stats? You run to the sideline and write down INT, return yards, <laughs> 11. Now, I, I did not, but I'm, I'm, I'm so, I, I did have my phone uh, with me with the camera on uh, for pretty much the whole thing in case something cool happened because I didn't want to miss documenting it. Um, so, you know, once a, once a media nerd, always a media nerd. I did not keep stats, but... Man, we, we just played from the twenties, and uh, we were so out of shape, and most most people hung over that it was it was a shit show. If we would have kept score, I'm sure it would have been uh, in the high hundreds. But you know, that's those are the types of scores your people are used to seeing at the PCF Bank Stadium, anyway. So yeah, that's true. No football takes it out of you, man. It's uh, I play about once a year with some friends. We do an annual thing, and it's the fucking hardest workout in the world. I yeah, I, I really can't still can't feel much uh, below my knees. And that turf, man, it was slippery, and we're just wearing tennis shoes, so you kind of are hesitating, stutter stepping a lot, and your muscles pay a pay a price. That's a top tip from the sportive. If you're playing on a rainy Saturday in May at TCF Bank Stadium, get some cleats. I do think <laughs> that a legitimate hot tip, though, is if you're around a sports stadium and it's late at night, just try to try to get yourself into there because you never know they might not lock a door. I went, I took a road trip with some friends to uh, Boulder when I was in high school or I just had graduated and so we were at the University of Colorado we stayed like two blocks uh, we camped out two blocks or we're in a hotel and so we just walk, we're walking around the stadium and some door was just randomly open and we ended up walking around the entire stadium um, we could have walked out on the field it was dark so it wasn't <coughs> that much fun but we got into yeah. these back like rooms and we uh, um, we stole a couple trophies <laughs> we just, we just fucking stole some trophies. They weren't like national championship trophies or anything, but there was like some random like the the non important trophy case, like a side trophy case sure. or whatever. Like a Music City Bowl trophy. Yeah, we so... just walked out of there with like three of them, and then we realized that we didn't really want them, so we just sort of left them in the doorway as we left. Because <laughs> what are you gonna well, do with them? I know them, that. Really? I know that. Uh... Camp Randall is not exactly an impenetrable force because I, I know that you can get on to Camp Randall late at night and run wind sprints if it just so happens you're in the mood. If I, I got uh, in there, I would not be running wind sprints. Yeah, <laughs> I went to I went to college at NDSU up in Fargo, and uh, I lived in the Fargo Dome my uh, my junior year of college. Lived there. They, they never locked it. I lived in a up in the rafters, um, like Phantom of the Opera. Like just lived there. Yeah, you know, just just hung out there. Uh, yeah, like oh. yes, like back room. Yep, yep. But they didn't leave you a key on the cot or anything, huh? No, they didn't even know. They don't know. The thing about Clarence is this story absolutely no could be true. Dakota. That, that's the thing that kills me about this story. It absolutely could be true that Clarence Lowntown lived in the rafters of the Fargo Dome his junior year of college. I believe that. Notice I, I didn't question. I actually believe that. I believe that could happen. I did not raise an eyebrow. 
All right, Brian, you're a big golf guy, so let's, you know, I think I think a lot of us play golf, but we're not very good at golf, and we don't follow golf very well. So this is your chance to have the first golf portion of the podcast. What's going on in the golf world right now? What is going on in the golf world? Well, we're kind of we're in between majors. Uh, we had the Masters, and now we've got about uh, three weeks or so until the next major, and. Um, you know, uh, Tiger is back. Uh, I myself am not a Tiger fan, but uh, I appreciate his skill. Why not? I think that he... Why not? Yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with his uh, downfall from Grace with his uh, wife. I could that whatever. Good for him. But sure. Um, <laughs> As a Packers fan, you have to let stuff like that go. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, you can anybody. I don't know. You know, it's weird getting back to. What the hell is that? Whoa, whoa. What is going on? Stu's vacuuming. Stu, stop vacuuming. (laughs) Is that like the tiger horn? Was that like... Oh, thank. That's Perkins. Pretty sure sure a plane just landed on the podcast. (laughs) All right, sorry. It it felt like... Wait, Clarence, was that... Are they crop dusting already out in (laughs) Canada? It's a little... A little too late at night. It might have been a tornado. I can't see <laughs> to the west. I hope not. I should now. Anyways, uh, uh, no, John, John, you'll get a kick out of this. I, because you know, I'm a, I, I was a Gretzky fan and all that, but I, I was not a Michael Jordan fan growing up. I'm not a Tiger Woods fan now, and a lot of it is, I think, just because it's over. You know, I can't. What pisses me off is when you are watching like ESPN on a Thursday or Friday or whatever, any any time during a golf tournament, and Tiger Woods is like. 20 shots out of the lead, and they have like a tiger tracker on the bottom of the bottom line ESPN thing. You know, like yeah. Tiger Woods, you know, minus two, and the leaders are at like 11 under. You don't get the shit. He's, I know sure. he's Tiger Woods, but show the leaders. You know, that, everybody that's who kind of cares it. about golf gets a shit. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That, that's kind of why I'm anti Tiger. Um, anyways, he's obviously a big story right now, and, and, uh, so that's, that's good for it, but it is good for golf. People are tuning in again. Um, I still think people would show up. They were showing up when he was uh, on his little, you know, time off there. But um, I don't know. I think it's. Um, I like that so many different people are winning majors. I think it's bringing uh, some more, you know, more fans to the sport. Uh, kind of, you don't you don't know who's going to win. It's not always Tiger all the time. Um, so that, you know, that's good, but. But I just, I don't know, some people think golf, it's funny, I like golf, watching golf and baseball, maybe two of the slowest sports, um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe that says something about me, but I, I, I <laughs> Sunday afternoons, I'll flip on a ball game or a golf tournament, and I could just watch it for hours. Who is your guy? There's got to be some guy from Wisconsin. I'm going to guess Steve Stricker. Steve Stricker is actually Stricker. A, a quasi-friend of mine. I've golfed with Steve what? Stricker. What? So, uh, yes. he's from Wisconsin, then. That's, did I nail it? He's, yeah, he's, from, he's, he's from Edgerton, Wisconsin, which is one town over from Stoughton. Okay. And so. he grew, his, um, his, his uh, first cousin uh, is a woman named Teresa, who married a guy from Stoughton and had two kids, and they're around my age. And they're big yes. golfers, obviously. And, and uh, he was, Stricker was out at Stoughton Country Club before he was really ever, uh, he, he came onto the scene late. He didn't really get even get his first win until he was in his thirties, um, and I, I think. And anyway, he came on late, so he didn't, he, it took him a while to kind of get established on tour. And he was out playing Stoughton Country Club one day, and we just wound up kind of putting around and, and uh, having some fun with him and, and all that. And and uh, it was a good time. And then it was way before any no one knew who the hell he was. You know, it was just hey, this is my cousin Steve. He's a really good golfer. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of that sort of thing. 
So yeah, Steve Stricker's probably, you know, I, I, he's the guy I want to win, but, um, you know, I, I, I like some of the younger guys though. I think Jason Duffner is fun. I think he's, I like the, I like the young guys that are like on Twitter and stuff, you know, Keegan Bradley and Jason Day, Jason Duffner, uh, Ricky Fowler, guys like that. They're, they're on Twitter. They're funny. You guys ever, you guys seen the golf boys? Yes. Yes. Yeah, who's the guy yeah. that makes the video? Betty, who's the head guy? Ben Crane. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Crane, and those those are just hilarious. So yeah, all those guys, you know, Bubba and Ben Crane, and and all that. Uh, I think I think uh, Hunter Mahan is part of it. Um, you know, so it's it's a great summer. Anyways, we don't have to talk. I don't golf it. It's whatever. But I I love it. I British Open. I, I I love getting up early and you know having a drink in the morning and watching watching the British Open. Nothing like hear that. It's nothing like a little three a.m. Um, golf in the summertime. What one would you go to if you had the chance? Well, I've been to the P- I've been to uh, PGA uh, Championship twice. So when it was here at Hazeltine in '09, and then the next year at Whistling Straits uh, over in Kohler, Wisconsin, on, in uh, 2010. Um, so, yeah, but, I Wisconsin mean, ma- shoutouts, man. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> Just the Masters. So fucking many of these. Well, you know, that's what you guys get. Um, <laughs> I, I've I've applied to get uh, you know. Any day, Monday through Sunday, tickets to the Masters uh, every year that they've done it publicly, and I've never been there. And as they say, one of those days you'll you'll get there. If I had a bucket list, uh, that would definitely be on it. No shit. Huh? Yes, shit. Yes. Absolutely. I guess that's the thing. I don't know. I've never really <laughs> thought about going to the Masters. Have you ever considered trying to climb over the fence at Augusta and just play the twelfth or something in the middle of the night? No, because I appreciate my, you know, my my anatomy. I think if you tried to break into that place, they'd probably have you killed. Probably, <laughs> they wouldn't find you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, I go- I golfed with you last summer at uh, yes. at the Fort Snelling's DC. The Randball oh. Open. Yeah. The Randball Open. Yes. If you you're were- buddies with Stricker, how come? He didn't give you more golf tips. <laughs> That's a great question. For as much as I like golf, uh, I'm 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 not the greatest at it, but I love playing. You're good. Uh, I just am yanking your tit. No, well, you know, you were the ringer though, Clarence. You were the you were brought yeah. in and matched up against yeah. me and Christ Almighty. Yeah. It, it's uh, from uh, I think we were even on the first hole, and then you said, "Yeah, fuck this," and then we went. Of course, that that first hole took us 85 minutes to play. So. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Clarence, are you legitimately like a golfer? No, I have golfed twice in the last three years. And you seem to be like a guy that would like throw your clubs into the creek on hole one and then just start housing beers. Uh, That's what I assume you to be. That's the that's how we normally play golf. We try to do a, a beer a hole and then see how far you can go before just not even golfing anymore, where you're just. Oh, why? Why are we here again? Yeah. Like, la- the last time I golfed and really, that was outside of the Ramball Open. I forgot, uh, like, all my club covers um, at the golf course. Didn't put any of them back on. Threw my clubs in the back of the guy's car, and uh, you know, left my shoes. <laughs> forgot everything. <laughs> Just get, left the place piss hammered. That's a typical golf round for me. I've calmed down. I used to, I used to be get really, you know, be really pissed off. And then I just realized that you know, I'm not good enough to get that pissed off. So I just, I, now I just whatever. If I, I, I want to play well, but if I don't, like who cares? Like you know, 
That's a very work. I could be doing something else. It's a very freeing moment when you realize that you're as good at golf as you're ever going to be. So there's no point in getting pissed about it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, so I shot 97 today. (laughs) Big deal. It's not like I'm getting it. Especially how, especially how expensive it's gotten. I mean, you could. They try to convince you that if you buy the new Adams, uh, you know, irons um, hybrids, that you're going to play. You're not going to play better golf. It's just going to go higher and probably farther away from the pin. That's so, right. you know, it's like, I'll stick with my, I bought a pair, and I, I did go out and buy a set of uh, old pings, but they would use, yeah, I bought them at like Second Swing or something, and it, but, uh, <laughs> hell, I could I could use the Walmart brand and probably play just as shitty, so, you know, why, why spend the money? It is really amazing how much money fucking people waste on golf. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. oh what, my six hours of your day, it's uh, barely any exercise, it's like a hundred dollars and you every single guy ends up leaving going fuck this i'm never playing again <laughs> there's water everywhere why do they put water all over the place we're not fucking pros make it easy I, I do want just one i've come so close i want i want one time this is such a what a great goal i, I want to get a hole in one that would be like my one i could just go out like rick riley a couple years ago went out and played a par three, like for six hours until he finally got one. I, that's not how I want to do it. I want to legitimately get a hole in one. I know people that have done it. I know people that have multiple, and I've come about probably four or five inches away. Oh shit! Who do we lose now? Stu. <laughs> we lost Stu. Yeah. No. Anyways, I've come really close, and I, I just I, I would like to get one, and that's a lofty goal. But I'll keep playing. That might be my. You know, it won't be quite quite as great as Patrick Royce's end to his golf career, but I would like to do something cool like that and just say, hang, hang it up and say I'm done. <laughs> Alright, what's, the, Brian, what's Brian, the Patrick Royce oh. story? Uh, Patrick Royce was playing in a media event at the TPC Twin Cities, either that or Bunker Hills, I forget which course. It was uh, during the senior tournament uh, that they have every year, and Wayne Levy was the defending champion, so the defending champion comes back every year and like hosts the media, and, like pumps up, tries to get your right stories, and um, they're sitting at a par three, and Royce takes out like a nine iron and he absolutely blades it straight to the right and just hit Wayne Levy right in the fucking ankle bone. <laughs> and it like, and it, it like ricocheted off, and he went down like a, in a, in a you know, and, it, and that was, Royce said, I'm done. I'm, I'm not playing. That was it. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> Since we were talking about holes in one, I was thinking the story was going to end with Royce walking off the course after making all in one. Just saying, yeah, that's no. the end. But I like even better that it ends with him permanently injuring Wayne Levi. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Stan, I'll tell you. Maybe I've told you this story before, John. Uh, if you do get a hole in one, make sure that you saw it from tee box to hole. Because I, I worked on the grounds crew in high school mm-hmm. at a golf course. Mm-hmm. And yep. there was a blind par four. Um, you c- you couldn't see your tee shot. Like it was a drivable par four, and it was a blind sure. green. So if we were working close to the green and we saw somebody drive the green, we would walk <laughs> up and put their ball like as close to being in the hole <laughs> as you can possibly get, and then we'd go and run and we'd hide behind a tree and we'd walk yeah. up, walk, walk up over the hill. And like, holy shit, they'd run up onto the green, motherfucker, and they'd be screaming, and I'll look at this shit. And they'd get down on their hands and knees and look at the ball like, this is fucking impossible. Yeah, we'd just be rolling back there. And they'd be going to get throw his club, and this is bullshit. Oh, that's, that was very fun. How many people tell the story of how they missed a hole-in-one by less than a millimeter 
and no, it's just foolish. It's just high school kids being assholes. So. That's that's yeah. on a list of stories that are very fun for you to tell and fun for nobody to hear. Like your blackjack. <laughs> Why you gotta like be like that, Brandon? Story. I'm sorry. I Brandon. enjoyed that story. No, that story was fine. I'm saying the guy that says, "Man, I hit a. Oh. I was so oh. close." <laughs> I <laughs> thought you were just absolutely ripping Clarence to shreds right there. Clarence, just gonna good up, story, man. Clarence. This is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard, Clarence. No, it's just, but that seems like everybody would care about your almost hole in one story, and I guarantee not one person has <laughs> ever given one iota of a shit. Well, that also goes for no. 99% of golf stories, except for the ones where you hit Wayne Levi in the ankle and quit golf. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty much ripping on the common man program right now is what we're I was um I was a really go good golfer when I was a really uh little kid. Like I started when I was eight or nine and I was really good. And um when I was nine I uh was playing a par three with my grandpa and um I hit a ball off a hill and it um bounced once and hit an old dude on the green right in the side of the head. Really <laughs> hard. Yeah, and he turned around and got mad at my grandpa because he didn't think I was able to actually hit it that far. So my grandpa got in a lot of trouble by this old man. It's pretty classic. I'm, I'm, I'm playing with fire here. I've never actually. I've, I've hit the house. I've hit into groups. I've you know. I've never actually hit somebody. The actually the closest I ever came to hitting somebody on like a which on a line. I mean, not like out of a tree or a bounce or you know whatever. And I. I Go figure, a complete mishit, and it went, you know, off to the wrong, down the hill and toward the other, uh, another tee box. And it, I, I had the card and I went to go apologize to people, and it wound up being my college roommate's father, of all people <laughs> in the world. So at least I knew the guy that I almost hit, but he's like, well, it wound up being, that made it a little bit better. <laughs> I hit somebody would, last I, year, I, as a matter of fact. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were standing on the next tee. It was sort of a blind tee, and I had a humongous slice with a four iron or something, and it it was headed right for the tee, and I yelled as loud as I could, but they couldn't see it coming or anything. And when somebody yells four, it's like trying to avoid an artillery shell. You're just looking up and waiting for it to hit you right in between the eyes. So I got up to the tee, and it was sitting there, and I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. I tried to yell it hit anybody, and this one guy's like, yeah, it hit me right in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was on one bounce. Forever. It was it's on one bounce. And dangerous. So. Yeah, can't have believe we're still playing this sport. Have you guys ever been hit? Um, no. I got missed by about an inch by David Fong. You know the guy that owns the the uh, Chinese restaurant in Bloomington. It's called David oh, Fong. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He missed me by about an inch, and then he hollered at All me. Right. Why were you playing golf with David Fong? I wasn't. I was uh, working at that golf course on the sand trap, and he nearly hit me, and I grabbed his ball and uh, threw it. And then he, just, he almost hit me, yeah, and he yelled at me for throwing his ball. So um, you were grounds like, crew type or what? Yeah, I was, I was raking the sand trap, and he nearly hit me, and it was sitting there by my foot, so I picked it up and threw like a baseball about, All right. like, I don't know, 200 yards, like, fuck him. And, uh, I lost that last part of yeah. it, but um, I caddied at Minicata for years, and I got hit in a leg once. I just blamed it on the. Uh, I said it hit a tree. <laughs> so the guy came up and he was like, "Hey, what happened? Did it hit you?" I was like, "No, but it was close. It hit this tree right here, and now it's over there." And then it just smoked me right in the leg. It was embarrassing. I tell you, what hurts like a son of a bitch is a lacrosse ball getting hit with one of those. Oh, why did you? Huh? What, what were you doing near a lacrosse court? 
I was Field. covering uh, covering a high school lacrosse game, and and uh, the ball skipped off the turf and, and hit me right in the like right in the calf. And uh, it, I mean that that was a uh, probably not as hard as coming at me as a golf ball, but those that but lacrosse ball was was rock hard, and it uh, it stung, boy. Is it like so? A I still have a yeah. They're little. They're a little little softer than that, but they go fucking fast. <laughs> yes. I still have like this knee jerk, um, immediate like ingrained in me hatred of lacrosse. Do I need to get over that, or is the, is it okay that I have that feeling? The, like the sport. The sport of lacrosse, I hate it more than anything. Is that because wrong? Because it's not hockey. Because I think it's just what you play if you can't play other sports that take more skill. <laughs> it's hockey without well, the ability never... to skate. It's basketball without yeah. needing to dribble. I mean, there's just nothing there. Am I an absolute asshole, or is this an okay opinion? Well, I mean, I, I, I really, I, I guess I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan. Uh, you put me on the spot. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to defend lacrosse. And I, if you yeah, be a complete asshole about it, even be a complete asshole about anything. But uh, cool. yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I really. Um, I guess it just boils down to I just don't care. It's lacrosse. Right? It's not a. I, it's not hockey, so I'm not that. You know, I'm hockey and golf are the two sports I played uh, when I was younger, and and so those are the two sports that I care the most about. And the other ones are, are I'm into, I like, and I've I've certainly in all my years of doing media, that I've covered everything. But lacrosse is just kind of one of those sports like it came out of nowhere and it had a ton of support, and now it's all of a sudden. I mean, like the swarm are in town, and high school it's sanctioned, and you got youth leagues, and I mean it's like we're in Canada or something. I really don't know. Is it, a, is it a fall sport or a spring or winter? What, when do they play it? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In high school. It's going on right now. It's a spring It's a spring sport in high school. Got it. Yeah. So it's kids that are not on the track or baseball. Is that what you're saying, Brandon? Because it's a spring sport, so... You're competing for kids with track and baseball, right? And golf. Oh, and, and golf. No, I'm just saying, principally, I hate the sport. <laughs> like, you fundamentally. Do you hate the people who play it, or do you hate watching the sport? I mean, let's break this down a little bit. Um, do you hate the existence of the sport? Do you wish that it didn't exist at all? I don't know. I don't want to go full clearance right, right now. I mean, you know that I don't want to go full clearance right now. I, w- I invite it. I bet you can't name no, a lacrosse this, player. This fucking sucks. I don't want to go full clearance right now, but I do get do the feeling 
that this is a sport that people are playing because it's easy. And like young kids these days, like they didn't, they don't they can't skate very well, but they still want to have some sort of athletic activity, so they just do this easy half sport. Um, so it's be, just a bunch of wouldn't soft, that be track? Kids. Isn't track the sport for people who aren't good at sports? No, because you got to be really skilled at something in particular to be good at track. Like you have to run faster. That's a very fundamental like skill, right? This is just you have to be kind of okay at running around, kind of athletic, and and, and be interested in playing the sport, and you get to be on the team. Isn't golf a lot easier in that aspect? I mean, as far as a workout, you can't get less of a sports workout than golf. But can golf you? is but much like more golf, skilled. Bowling, bowling. Yeah, it's closer to bowling than it is golf. Wouldn't wouldn't soccer be even less skilled than lacrosse, though? No, because th- think of if someone said, you know what, I love soccer, but you know what would be even cooler is if you could pick the ball up and run with it. Yeah, like just rugby. Just, that's, the, that's the point that makes soccer art, because you can't use your hands. And hockey, it's art because it's you have to skate on ice. And basketball, it's art because you have to dribble. Like some extra added skill to just running around in a fucking field, right? So, so would you is, say would you say lacrosse is, the, absence is the, of art. the glorified version of field hockey? Yes, it is the absence of art in sport. <laughs> I don't even know how to argue. I know I know jack shit about I, lacrosse. I can't. Or I, field yeah, me neither. I say I can't I don't just do it. I got a lot. Uh, I got a lot deeper than I thought we were. We Me were going to be doing today. I thought we were just going to make yeah, fun but... of the people who play it and say they're all stupid and we hate them all, and that was going to be it. I don't think. Instead, it was an artistic argument. I did not Sorry. see that coming. Sorry. Other than Brian, I don't think any of us can name any lacrosse players, so it's hard to rip. You on can't because people. all the best lacrosse players are playing other sports. <laughs> <laughs> the best lacrosse player that ever played was Jim Brown, and that's true. Oh. Like he just picked it up as a hobby, and he was fucking amazing at it. He was like a hundred times better than everybody else. Huh. So you take like a washout running back. Like, isn't there some guy that washed out of the NFL that's now going to play rugby or something? I Ooh, forget I can, who it was. I can answer that one. I think you're talking about Carlin Isles, who was an almost Olympic quality sprinter. He could run the you know run the hundred meters in ten point oh three or something like that. But he gave that up, and he's now playing rugby sevens, seven man rugby for the United States, and he's unbelievable at it. Because he's okay. twice and, as fast you know, as anybody else. I think um, Mar- Maurice Claret might be also trying to play as well, right? So these are probably the best of these not like second tier sports or whatever. That's what also makes them a little bit harder to <laughs> to cheer for. But whatever. I don't know. Maybe there's Maurice something there Claret, that I'm missing. Well, it just feels like a like a sport that I'm. I okay. So I played uh, a baseball game yesterday, and on the field next to me there was a bunch of like eight year olds playing organized lacrosse and i was just bummed out man i can't even explain why am i i don't know if i'm just like turning into like this more like snob jerk jock side of me or something but bummed me out man eight-year-old dude yeah <laughs> is, is lacrosse your least favorite sport to cover brian uh no um swimming and diving why swimming and diving? because it's hot as fuck in there i'm sorry because it's hot as no, fuck in those swimming. Well, that's that's part of it. Uh, no, because man, I just you, it, lacrosse, like it. Look, okay, lacrosse is it. There's a final score. There's a timer. There, there. You know, there, mm-hmm. there. You could write about the action that's going on, the back and forth of a of a of a either defensive battle or a, or an offensive uh, outburst or something. How the hell do you write 
350 for whatever worth on a, on a swimming or diving meet. I mean, <laughs> okay. They, you know, even like track, at least, even you can pick out an event that something, you know, somebody falls or somebody breaks a record. But swimming, if that happens, it's like, all right, but it's swimming. They jumped in, they finished first track there's the field events there's the hurdles there's some variety something or other mm-hmm. and uh I, I don't know when i whenever i had to cover swimming and diving um you know listen they're 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 athletes they're talented they they i have respect that they can swim as fast as they can but don't ask me to write about it it's, it's boring so how long did it take you before you're like hit your head on the diving board hit your head on the diving board <laughs> <laughs> the very first, the very first assignment I got in college at the Minnesota Daily was to cover swimming and diving. So I guess I uh, maybe that's part of it too. Is I, I came into town, that was the first, uh, you know, like event that I had to go to uh, in the Twin Cities as a as a writer, and that I thought, I, you know, okay, if I work hard, I'll never have to do this again. So, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> use it as motivation. <laughs> Oh, that is perfect. That yeah. hatred is close to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite yeah. sport to cover? Uh, hockey. Yes. Yes. I, I just, it, it sounds it, suspect. You know, it, I, I love it. I, I, hockey is a sport I, I played, I understand, I feel good about going to the games and what I'm writing about. And Plus, it's hockey. I mean, come on. How do you not, how do you not like that? And, and living here and, Covering uh, the sports here when I was, you know, full time reporter. That's that's what I always wanted to do was get get assigned to go to the hockey games because that was that was my favorite. Now you had some ins at the Minnesota State High School League, right? I mean, you you had, you know some people. Um, uh, yeah, I know make, of them. You might be able to make some phone calls if I were to say lobby to have my five consecutive ejections from. Yep, we got a record holder games, here, Brian. Um, if I were to lobby to have my five consecutive ejections put in the MSHL record books, would you be able to carry that torch, or at least maybe make Pass a, a name calls? on glad hands? Well, I could, yeah, I could. Uh, you know, listen, I, I could. I, I certainly. Could. First of all, is there is there proof? Do you have the score sheets? Do you have video? Do you have anything like that? We, Brian, it's the coffee can, break of the hockey records. Okay, you can't disprove it. If we could find. A father who was sober enough to keep fucking score, like just the scoreboard. <laughs> you know, we were lucky. So to say that there were records like shots on goal, fuck, you're crazy. No, that never happens. So, uh, short answer, no. We don't. You got to trust him. You got to yeah. trust this anonymous person on the internet that what he's saying <laughs> is true. <laughs> but you know, if we if we talk about it enough, and I've I, I am a listener of your podcast. I know this has come up before, so I think we could. I think we could. We know people that are that are good at uh, at sourcing. We know people that are good at writing. We know people that have uh, you know have passion for making things right. Um, I think if we all got our heads together some night, I don't know, maybe go out to a bar, have a few pitches of beer, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, write up some sort of contract. We all sign it. We pass it around. I think we could get that into the right people's hands and uh, see if we could maybe convince somebody to type it in at the last minute when the program's going to press. You know what? You know where we need to start with this whole thing is there are a bunch of um, weirdo Obama conspiracy theorists that think that um, you know when people said that he wasn't born in Hawaii, you know he was, but he was born right. wherever the fuck they thought he was born, and then then they found the newspaper right. clipping like in the microfiche whatever at the, yeah. at the library, and people still said that microfiche. somehow holy shit, there's a term I would love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the, but the theorists were were so into it. They said no; those people somehow um, within the paper like scanned something in and pretended that it was in the paper many years ago. We need to go find those people and ask them how they think yeah. that it happened, and then actually go and do that. So we'll get Clarence Swamptown was you know, and like put it in like the mid '90s newspaper, and then go find it and show the mm-hmm. hockey league. Right. Say, check this out. I like. I think thinking maybe we could just like. We could just superimpose Clarence's head onto like Slapshot and just splice the movie up and just say "see," and uh, <laughs> you know that that could be that could be the way to get it done. I don't see how this couldn't work. Honestly, this sounds just foolproof. I think we could just take Clarence Swamptown from Slapshot. Clarence screaming Buffalo Swamptown. Be like, <laughs> how could he not get ejected five games in a row? Like taking up taking like stick. Yeah. <laughs> Not only is this um, foolproof, it's also, it sounds like a great use of all of our time, too. <laughs> yeah. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Look, it's, I don't ask for a lot, guys. No, nope, I know. This is, this is all I'm asking for. I ask for the state record, rejections, and a big plate of ketchup and a spoon. That's it. It's all you care about, man. Three things. <laughs> Consecutive ejections. Consecutive ejections, a plate of ketchup, and a spoon. So, how many ejections yep. did you have overall that season? Oh, I think that might have been. Oh, I don't know, John. So drunk. I know there was five in a row. What were you ejected yeah. for exactly? Was it for fighting or? Who's asking? Uh, I am. <laughs> uh, it's a source. John, you it's know, not the a source statute subject. Limit- You're the one that brought it up. The statute of limitations have not expired on all of these charges. Um, <laughs> Did you? We probably shouldn't. Talk was it a hate crime off. of some kind? What happened here? <laughs> I, you guys, I know you think I'm full of shit, and that's fine. It doesn't matter. I will. We'll just leave it at this. The. Uh, the police did show up at the ice uh, <laughs> no. CO, ice and I'm not joking. They showed up in the locker room, like out of slap shot. Did you say they knocked o- on the locker room door in and, Osseo? Uh, at Osseo High School? Yeah, the ice, the Osseo Ice Arena. Yeah, the Osseo, the wow. one that oh, was reals. like the one that didn't have any uh, heat. They never, none of them had heat. Osseo West was like the coldest fucking. You know, that's where my parents graduated high school. So there you go. Little shout out to my divorced parents. Hey guys. <laughs> Osseo, uh, oh, reels. That's love it. They're going to be yeah. so pumped. Yeah, the cops showed up. Yeah. For... I love the Clarence had to, like, exhale to think, like, do I really want to talk about this anymore because <laughs> this is just too fucked up. Real name uh, like it out. Yeah. <laughs> How can we start this story but not tell the rest of this story? It's That's just... It. I don't know what, what, what a my... tease. Leaving this hanging remember, is uh, making me sad inside. I remember my dad <laughs> saying that he wished I was 18 because he was worried about the, them suing and, and like <laughs> taking his money. Because if I was 18, then I wouldn't have any money and they would have to sue me and he wouldn't be liable. That's one part of it I remember. Oh. <laughs> I was 17, so, yeah. Uh, wow. Anyway. I think one day, instead of this podcast, eventually we're just going to write the saga of Clarence Swamptown and read a chapter every week. That would, <laughs> yeah, you could like a kid's bedtime yep. story. This what week. not to do? The Clarence Swamptown story. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's the book that the coaches make the kids read during training camp. Like, all right, boys, this is what you do not do. 
read this, memorize it, because otherwise this shit happens. In Chapter 7, Clarence steals a car and drives to Vegas to try to make his fortune. (laughs) The best part is now you... tricked into trying a taco and burns down a diner. (laughs) (laughs) Although, this week on Twitter, Clarence did admit that he's had thousands of mini tacos in his life. (laughs) What the fuck, man? Why... Why is a mini taco like better than a regular taco? What do you, what do you think they put in regular why, tacos? Why are, just a why bigger are boobs chip. good? Why, why are boobs good? I, I don't know, Brandon. I don't make the rules. Mini tacos are awesome. They just are. Regular tacos, I don't want any part of. Mini tacos are fantastic. I don't know. I don't we know, keep, we keep what about thinking jum- what about some jumbo logic. tacos. Jumbo tacos? No, thank you. Yeah. No, that sounds like Wisconsin. Hashtag Wisconsin. <laughs> taco, like a party taco. No. I don't know. Mini tacos, the flavor, something they, it's different. I don't know, guys. The, the mini tacos that you're like, are you talking about? Like, we had mini. Ta- I, I, I bartended uh, at the at the sports bar that my parents. Of uh, my course, dad you did. That's the junior year for every Wisconsinite. Yeah, yeah. And good. We, we haven't we mentioned Wisconsin ta- in nine seconds, <laughs> right? I, we, we, <laughs> that's why you had me on, right? You just kind of talk about this to me. Just we, wanted to yell at somebody. We have, mini, yep. we have mini tacos, but they were like frozen, and we deep fried them. Yeah, uh, yep. I, That's what you're talking about. I think so. I don't know. Maybe you do them different in Wisconsin, but uh, well, the deep fryer is uh, involved. We, we There's no way tacos that aren't deep fried. Mini tacos are fantastic. That's it. With sour cream? Fuck. Awesome. You know that you can have sour cream in a regular taco. It just, a law got passed last year. It's not the You're same. You're not allowed to do that. You know what's one thing about mini tacos is they're they're sealed shut, so you can't even add lettuce to them, even if you oh. wanted to. Oh, you you're scared that some taco. actual real food might be inside or a taco. T- yeah, there might be, they Ooh. add that goofy shit in there, like guacamole or some. Ooh, little ethnic, kind little ethnic guacamole. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, you could no, you could spread the sour cream on. You could spread the sour cream on like butter though, and then sprinkle the lettuce on top, and it would stick. And then drown it in hot sauce and eat it. That's all I would. But I'd do. see it. I'd see the lettuce. Is the thing in a regular taco? You could like hide it under the beef or something. Oh, nope. I see. I don't want to be you know like Columbo searching through there <laughs> seeing if there's anything in there. The mini tacos they're hermetically sealed. <laughs> can't add that shit. It's like, I know it's in there. So, Clarence, would you eat rice if we deep-fried it for you? We're back on the old Swamp no. Town diet again. No, you still wouldn't eat rice. No. no. How about if like, how about a deep-fried pickle? No. no. I actually love right deep-fried pickles. Yeah, those are pretty good, man. Those are tough to... Yuck. But I like pickles anyway, and Clarence doesn't, so... That's true. Disgusting. John, are you are you how how's the Swamp Town diet going for you? Well, we're on about day ten. I've started speaking with sort of half of a southern accent for some reason. I can't quite figure out why that is. <laughs> so you just went to the grocery store and bought like fifty steaks. Yeah, and you stay completely potatoes. in the front of the store where there's just the vegetables and the meat. That's the only section you're allowed to go into. Any of the aisles, they all contain stuff that could possibly be ethnic. You gotta stay out of those. You can you go, go down back to the dairy aisle and like a buzzer sounds. Yeah, you, you can't go back that. to the dairy aisle and get stuff from there. So you can get like eggs and cheese and stuff, but that's it. So we're pro dairy. I think so. Yeah. What? what you, yes. You better be pro America. I don't know the question. Yeah. The question well, is that. I mean, pro dairy. Human beings can't process dairy naturally. You don't See, take that. In. 
They've, that's such human a beings have been eating dairy for like 15,000 years now. Everybody's a little lactose intolerant. That's that's a universal truth. No, the people that aren't that's as a evolutionary... Living with gossip for a while, you'll, you'll be just fine. You guys are just that's like right. farting machines, though. You just think it's regular. No. How long? Nope. How long have humans been eating dairy products? Two thousand years? I don't know. Since whoever just decided to start sucking on a cow's teeth. Whatever that was. Kind of lonely. Clarence's yeah. grandpa, probably. One, my my cousin, just the goofiest <laughs> bastard you've ever met. That hammered. Old Jebediah uh, Swamp Town. <laughs> just fermented mead or something, and he got shit hammered. He was just so thirsty. On a goat's chip, yeah, and he. Wait a say, this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you just bring up mead? Sure. Yeah, I did. Of course we did. Yeah. I I have two bottles of mead in my kitchen at this moment that I made. What is that? Are you Egyptian? Mead? Is, <laughs> no, but it's it. We made it. Uh, I, I I do. I, I dabble on the side and a little bit of home brewing. Uh, oh. Some friends, and we. Um, How do you make? And mead? we made. We, we, we make me. We made it with um, four pounds of blackberries, eleven pounds of honey, Hawaiian punch, and a bunch of water. So this is it. basically WAP for adults <laughs> and yeast. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess. Um, but it, it's. But we don't. You don't add any. You know, it's not like we all show up with a bottle of vodka or gin and dump it into the pot and just let it ferment. I mean, we we, we let it. We let the alcohol do it. The, the fermenting on its own. Mm-hmm. And um, how long does it take? It, uh, it takes a while. Uh, in fact, these bottles were done in December of 2011. Four. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> no, not that long. But um, <laughs> a while. I mean, beer you can make beer you can make in a couple of months. Need the longer you let it go, the better it gets, the sweeter it gets, and uh, it, it's also just 100. It, it, it's super potent. Uh, so you could drink a glass of it and you're done. What does it taste like? It, it tastes so good. It, it tastes like a Hawaiian punch. So you're starting uh, with, you're starting with the blackberry, one of the sugariest fruits, honey, which is pure sugar, and Hawaiian mm-hmm. punch, which is also pure sugar. And you're excited about it tasting sweet at the end. <laughs> yeah, because it, it all mixes together. It, it like you, you also add yeast, so it all bubbles up, and you got to release the. It, it's it's like all of Wisconsin. You release the gas, you know, once every so often out of the out of the out of the bucket, and. Um, <laughs> And it all comes. You boil it, and then it all kind of comes together beautifully in the end. And and uh, if you do it right, you get little rock crystals on the bottom that you can do whatever the hell you want with afterward. And all Smoke that. Sure, why not? <laughs> does so? Does everybody usually, in, does everybody involved have diabetes at the end of this? <laughs> no, I feel like I'm getting diabetes. I mean, listening, I do because I'm a type one, so it has nothing to do with it. Okay, huh. I think that you know. When I was younger, I I thought like a perfect alcohol would be something that was really strong, but didn't taste like alcohol. But now I've realized that the alcohol flavor is um, saving lives. You know, you kind of yep. need that alcohol flavor. It's very important because it sounds like mead. I would probably drink like four glasses right in a row, and then I don't know, kill like die. Die. I, I would die. Yeah. 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 So it sounds a little scary. Usually not our goal. Uh, you know, this was our first time really trying. We, we had a recipe, and we tried it, and you, you throw in a little, like, a gravity measure, and you can kind of, that's what we use for beer to tell what the alcohol content will be. Yep. And the mead, it was, um, it, it, like, it, it, like, dropped. <laughs> it, like, really? 
So yeah, it was. Holy we knew it was going to be strong. Okay, so and the one the the batch that you have, you've started drinking it from the one from a year and a half ago. Do you have other stuff still fermenting? Um, I not that I had my hand in. I think the, I think some of the guys down there have, have made some more, but we make ten gallons of it. So I've got a few bottles, and that's my share, and that'll last. That's plenty. Um, but we do other. Does, we do mostly beer. But is the process of making mead? Does it take about as long as it does for beer? It usually took us like five six hours. Yeah, no, meat is a lot quicker. Um, like I said, you pretty much just put everything in a in a big kettle and boil it, and then you just uh, pour it into a sterile uh, five gallon bucket or two. I mean, two of them and seal it up, and that's about it. You don't have to you don't have to monitor the uh, temperature or switch over pots or uh, do any kind of filtering or anything like you do with beer. And then there's seven, no of, there's seven no short years later, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> what a dream! Do it right. It's, that long, yeah. Your kids are out of college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You give them a bottle for their college graduation. As long as you start when they're in kindergarten, you're ready to go. <laughs> Imagine right. the uh, the mead that you're making now. You'll be able to celebrate like a twins playoff appearance or something by the time that's ready to go, right? Because they'll be good in a couple years. Probably, yeah. We're all looking. We're all looking ahead to that 2016 team, man. It's uh, playoff bound already. I think Target Field's already planning the uh, the events for 2016. Can you, can you create a sportive mead bucket and make some, and then if the Twins win the World Series, we all go down and drink it with you? That's great. I think that uh, I, <laughs> I think that has a uh, very good chance of happening. Um, nice. nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a better better chance than getting Clarence's record into the record book. How about that? <laughs> Way to let him down easy with a promise of alcohol. Oh, <laughs> hard to hear the the vaunted you know, Osseo story I mean, that we'll never hear. I know. Yeah, I'm maybe after record. I'm gonna try we'll both. So. Yes, thank you. Yes, keep me posted on that record deal. And you got it. Speaking of the Twins, let's let's just touch on the Twins and have some actual sports content in this podcast, or some actual local sports content. Are we pretty much thinking they're never going to win another game this year? Is that where we're landing right now? Well, remember at the beginning of the season where we were told that it was ridiculous to believe the starting pitching staff could be worse than last year? Remember, yes, I do remember that. Maybe our, even our first episode? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh... We were that told, was our first soapbox. That was our first soapbox, and we were told, guys, you are ridiculous for thinking that the starting pitching staff could be worse than last year. And if you think that, then you are an absolute rube who doesn't understand calculators or the yep. sport of baseball at all. <laughs> that's, what we, that's essentially what we were told. Yeah, I remember this. It was the first how you're wrong. My feelings yeah. were hurt at the time. Totally. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and I think our comeback was, what, There's they easily could be worse than last year. I don't, they might not be, but it's not ridiculous to think that they could be. You know, yeah. here we are, and I think, uh, I you know, I, we're not looking up the numbers. That's not what we do. But I think not just anecdotally, you can look at the staff and go, they're not any better than they were last year, are they? Because Correa, they're better? Because he hasn't done shit for... Not unless Gibson comes and saves the day. They're fucked completely if he doesn't step up. That's right. I yeah, or did... yeah, today they they sent Pedro Hernandez down finally, and we're going to look back and we're going to be like, how did Pedro Hernandez get six major league starts for the Twins? What happened there? <laughs> well, but... Gibson is 
is tearing up, not tearing it up, but he had two of three really did. good starts at Rochester. Yeah, he threw two shutouts in three starts. Uh, I'll take two or three good starts. That's amazing. Yeah. We would he never. Was... Oh, but he had the one bad one. While Pedro Hernandez is up here getting shelled, I, that's it. Just I don't get. I don't get it. So it's not like Gibson is, you know, like Hernandez is this old salty veteran, and they're just trying to season Gibson up. Gibson's older than Pedro Hernandez. He's pitched far more at AAA yeah. than Hernandez has. What? Why is Hernandez getting a shot over Gibson? I, I hey, guess Gibson's twenty-five, isn't he? Twenty? Is he at least twenty-four? He's eighty-seven, so he's twenty-five or twenty-six, and plenty and, uh, old. Pete Hernandez is like twenty-three years old. So why isn't he the guy that's at AAA while Gibson's pitching in the majors? What? And here's, I don't know. Here's Maybe the other thing things. about Gibson: he's on an innings limit this year. They keep saying one hundred and thirty is his limit, and now he's thrown fifty yep. at Rochester already. That too. Yep. So Maybe I mean, I missed look, guys, here's what I think: and neither one of these guys is going to make the difference. No. Uh, it's. Like two games, even in my you know inebriated uh, state, the, the, these last couple of games I went to, and then I went to the day game um, earlier in the week against the White Sox. This is still a team to me that makes far too many kind of dumbass plays. Um, they're they're the throwing pitches to me to that are you know you get you're like why why are you throwing pitches like that to Adam Dunn? Oh, you're scared of him. You're you're yeah. trying to. You know, it's Adam Dunn, for Christ's sake. Throw him something a little bit down and away, and he'll swing at it. But these guys aren't mentally ready to be in the majors yet. And uh, and then you you factor into it that, you know, Maurer all of a sudden is trying to, you know, hit everything he can uh, out of the park. And it's just a team that I don't think is mentally in the right spot. And it's um, they're they're frustrating and, and quite frankly kind of embarrassing to watch sometimes. But some of the base running errors that were made this last weekend are just, like, how the hell are you major leaguers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should be second nature at that point. You know, base running is, um, I mean, it really almost is at that point intuition. Like, you, you don't have time. You shouldn't be thinking at all. It's not about form, you know, like hitting and fundamentals or whatever. It's just about paying attention. That's that's really all it is, playing enough baseball and paying attention. So guys making mistakes like that, it's just like, what, what else do you have on your mind, man? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. I, I'm still surprised that they have won so many games because you know I haven't been able to watch more than two games all year, um, so it's been hard for me to really. And just looking at the box score, I, I don't understand how they how they were even winning. You know, it just I don't I have no idea. Like it doesn't seem like anybody besides Maurer um, is doing shit for them offensively, right? I mean, Florimon whatever had a, like two good weeks. Yeah, Morneau's yeah. been hitting in May, but yeah, Morneau has gotten better. You're right, but Willingham, Willingham, been terrible. Domit, terrible. Dozier, awful. Parmalee, I mean, they've got a, a team OPS of like 700 right now. It's terrible. I mean, they're really, really bad offensively. And then you see this pitching staff, and it's like, oh Jesus, we're not getting help there. This is this is well, some trouble. When your starters are going like four innings at a time, and your games are taking four hours, you're, you're they're they're not going to have anybody left in July to even play. Yeah. No shit. And they're relying on Josh Ro something. I don't have who is this guy? Josh Renicky. <laughs> Renicky. Yeah. Former Rockies reliever. Sure, sure he is. I have no fucking. He clue. was the lead. Yeah, the lead in uh, Hurt Locker. Also. Oh, good. Oh, his <laughs> little guy. He's a double little threat. guy. Stocky. 
He's got some depth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's uh, it's amazing that they their record is is what it is. I don't know. It, and the run differential is actually pretty solid. It's not like they're getting really lucky. It's just I don't know. Maybe they're just well. So the guys that are exceeding expectations are who? Just the bullpen. A few of the guys in the bullpen Burton, and Perkins are doing really really well. <laughs> the problem right? is though is that the bullpen the bullpen is shining every single day. Yeah, yeah. And you, you're, they're gonna they're gonna run out. And and plus and I think I saw uh, on t- tonight's game after the first inning they've given up like 47 runs in the first inning this yeah. year. I mean that's it's terrible. I mean that's that's why you're constantly you know you're I don't know it's uh, it's a team that has a lot of flaws and um, I just think is 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 really going to struggle as the summer drags on because other teams are getting better and the Twins aren't doing anything. That's well, that's true. why I think that they need they absolutely need to call Gibson up if nothing else than to keep people entertained enough to like actually pay a dollar to yeah. go see him play. Oh, the summer gets so long when the Twins suck. And oh especially when they get when they suck when they're throwing like retreads in, like at yeah, least give us true. some young guys for even yeah. the uh, the diehards to actually care about. You know, there's there's a little bit, not a lot, but there's a little bit to be said about. All right, we're gonna see these guys play for a few years and then they'll get good yep. um, upcoming. But PJ Walters and I don't want to see him come up. I don't want to see Pedro Hernandez. He's not the future. So bring Gibson up just to sell some tickets. And again, he's not yeah. young. It's not like well, you're wasting he him. He's already had the fucking surgery. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know enough about this to to really. Have, you know, I, I'd like to have it, but I don't know how how positive. Or, I mean, how, how possible it is. But I would like at some point later in the summer to uh, call up that Buxton kid, that Byron Buxton, or whatever, who's tearing it up in uh, Cedar Rapids <laughs> or whatever. I know it's only a ball, but it seems like he's at least worth maybe a shot. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know enough about the rules on service time and all that stuff when you start worrying about that with a guy but that's what I, I agree with you I think bringing up some talent seeing what they can do I understand he's only 19 um, but something just to kind of give the fans an idea of why they should stick around and stick with this team because you know I don't know I, does the Garden Hire survive this uh, if they keep doing this probably not yeah I can't see really how I mean because it's not like they're doing all the fundamental things right and still losing just because they're bad they're no, losing yeah, and they're I mean. doing yeah. poorly yeah. So he well, lost the locker room, guys. <laughs> you shouldn't uh, well, do that. I, we I called it at the beginning of the season. I think Gardner retires at the end of the season. I think he's just yeah. tired of it. I, a lot of the guys that are starting are not. You know, the how can you blame it on Gardner when these guys spend five years in the minor leagues and they get here and don't know basic base running? Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not on Gardner. How the fuck is that on a guy that's had him for? what, three months now since spring training? He's supposed to teach him how to run the bases in three months when... Yeah, there's, yeah that's a good point. Managers, that they're not calling plays. I mean, they're just, you know... I'm with you. It's you a know, very good point, like but it's also who who takes the fall. I mean, there's there's somebody that's got to do it, and they I think Terry Ryan basically, without saying it, said it. He wouldn't get, said, one, you know, you get one more chance to make this team right, and... Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I if they keep playing the way they because I I didn't watch most of the game tonight. You know, we're on this call and I, I was through other stuff. But the, the games I saw this weekend, I mean, that's just a team that is going way in the wrong direction. And, and I just don't think uh, I think somebody's gonna have to take the fall for it. And it's not gonna be Terry Ryan. It's probably gonna be Gardenhire. And um, you know, that, that's I don't know. Does he wind up somewhere else? I mean, he's only been with the Twins, right? Was he gonna go back to the Mets organization or you know? 
I don't even know what he does if this doesn't work out for him. Yeah, I just uh, that's why that, I think he that uh, endorsement deal with that tool tool association. Yeah, and oh. discount tire. Don't forget that discount, discount tire, tire deal. Who's it Norm's so tire? Heavy in the discount tire money <laughs> or Norm's <laughs> tires? I can't remember. Yeah, one of the same. Yeah. Well, right. um, has it been uh, as tough to watch as it has been to read the box scores? I mean, is it just not even? It's not really that fun to watch this week. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, they're losing again. Wonder what else is on. Hey, Stanley Cup playoffs. I'll watch that for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's Hicks and Arcia, and hopefully Gibson. Hopefully, three things to actually like. Yeah, Hicks, who is still the worst. He has the worst batting average of any person who's qualified for the batting title at this point. Nice. I looked nice it up yesterday because I wanted to see whether B.J. Upton or he was worse, and it's still Hicks. But he's so patient. Yeah, he's, his on-base percentage is 90 points higher than his average. So I love him. I love him so much. All he's got to do is hit I think he'll be all right. Yeah, that's true. All right, before we go, I have a question, and, you know, Brandon... Clarence, you can just be quiet for this because I want to ask this one to Brian directly. Brian, you're the online, <laughs> you're the online content guy. I think you can make this happen. Why is there not a soccer tab on the Star Tribune Sports homepage? Oh my God! Good night. Oh. The same reason. The same reason there's recording? not a. Uh, <laughs> there's a limited amount of space at the top of the page. But there's right? extra space. And, there's um, still space up there. Why isn't there a well, cheeseburger tab at the top? Why why isn't there a, a line dancing tab? Why isn't my high school's tab at the top? <laughs> I love how my John said you have to be, to be quiet about this one, and and, and all we're hearing is uh, them chiming in. I I I don't know. We I guess if we have to, I, I don't know. I there it was actually believe it or not when I was training because I, I just started this new job um, in in the fall, and I was they were actually explaining to me about all of the, the you know all the tabs and how it all works and everything and, and they said you know we gotta I don't think there's one for there, there is motorsports but there's something else that's not up there that we have to there's motorsports kind of, there's horse racing up there makes total sense well you know we have you know we got our got our we got a, a piece to our betting community <laughs> you can probably <laughs> bet on soccer somehow don't ever let me in the doors at Star Tribune because if you do, I am going to go. I'm going to take that. I'm going to make a soccer tab, and it's going to be redirect. It's going to redirect you to the dirtiest porn you've ever. Like you click on it, and like expecting some United update or something, and yeah. it's just the dirtiest, just it's animal porn, party. just animal it's- porn, just Eastern European animal porn. Don't like, Google Eleven Party. Do not. Google <laughs> it is. If anybody's listening, yeah. I was kidding. Yeah. It actually is just a website about a lemon tree, and people have a party. It's not worth you doing that. It, it is scary so, how ridiculously easy it would be to just change all of the coding to where if you clicked on, say, like the you know Twins Major League Baseball tab, it would just take you to something completely outlandish. And uh, if uh, you know, I, I I love my job. Let me just say that I love my job. I will never do this, but it it, it could be done. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's freaky how I understand how some things get hacked and how they whatever because it's really not all that difficult. Uh, it's, it's I have the keys to a very um, important vehicle that uh, they trust me with a lot. So I'm so you're saying employers need to treat them. their internet guys right? They better. <laughs> yeah. The tabs at the top are 
are are uh, listed in order of your perceived importance of the sport, though. I have noticed that the Star Tribune sports are listed like Vikings, then Twins, and then I think, here's my bone to pick, and I think this is actually a legitimate bone, is it goes Wolves and yep. then the Wild. Yep. And it, well, it does. It, it goes uh-huh. Vikings, yep. Twins, Wolves, Wild. And yep, why is it on popularity? Wild? Oh, Jesus Christ. Go ahead, go ahead, Brian. I want to hear it. No, I was just I. I whoa, see that? Like my sign off? Yeah. See, oh, no, that was <laughs> that was God telling you to flip the wild and the wolves. He was agreeing <laughs> with me. That's how God we, sounds. I, I don't have the uh, you know. I'm not sure how all those green tabs at the top there get uh, get, get ordered uh, or placed in order, but uh, well. the, there's no. I mean, Vikings will always be. I mean, we. You put and you sure. put like a, a a practice player gets either added or dropped or cut or you know whatever. It's like Vikings mm-hmm. add practice punter uh, to the roster and it shoots to the top of most read on our website. Um, and I'm not arguing. I believe the. I'm not arguing that the Vikings are number one and that the Twins are number two. I we don't argue that. What we want to know is: Can you please confirm that yeah. the Wolves are objectively? More popular and a better team to cheer for than the Wild. Please confirm. Uh, I see you're asking the wrong guy because I'm more Damn of a it. hockey guy than anything. So I, I don't Shit. know. I don't know who says that. I would love Brent. to, uh, you know, <laughs> to do that. But I'm not. The, that's um, you know, that, that's something that. Well, I, then that doesn't make sense. Why is it go? Why does it go Wolves Wild? Damn it! I have objectively. Why does it go Wolves Wild? Why can't it go Wild Wolves? I, I don't know. It's not alphabetical, so I don't know. Yeah, it's math. So another question. I'm looking at the Star Tribune homepage now. Why oh, is why is the links to the left of the Gophers? Oh, that's you, another good question. Are you talking about on the on the on the sports page or on the? I'm talking about on the top of the Star Tribune website. That's the only thing we're talking about right now. Are we still recording? It couldn't be a more pointless discussion. <laughs> But at the one hour and twenty minute mark, that's when we stop paying attention to what we think anybody might want to listen to. I want fucking answers. I want the truth. I think this is you can't handle it. Um, (laughs) Clearly, I uh, yeah, you're asking questions to somebody who is uh, still relatively new to this whole web thing. I'm a I'm a reporter, uh, or I was a reporter uh, for everything, and. So you know, you look at the website, and I just—I'm pretty much still in, uh, you know, yes sir mode, uh, just doing so, what I'll do. I'll make it look right. Give like me, give me another days? five years, which oh, five, not the like answer you want you to a, hear. But. A couple days, and I called back. You'd be able to get to answers, like a couple, like maybe tomorrow you wanna, afternoon. You want to send me a list of questions that I can forward to my bosses uh, anonymously, and just uh, <laughs> make see if I can get you know a reply back. I—they've got my like email. That out for you. They've already kicked my account off numerous times. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many battles do you want to pick here, Claire? And yeah, what's your number yeah. one? Is yeah. number one is the ejection record, right? I mean, can't we all? That's why we started this podcast. <laughs> yes, that's so. I'll just let that be. You're right. Have you taken your uh, your ejection record plea to to Randball? I've me- I may have mentioned it to him. I, this is just he- getting steam recently. Can he go? Does he got higher ups at the MSHL or what? No, but he's he has a very well read blog that is screaming for a guest post. I think on this. Rand has a blog. A what? No? You heard about that, huh? Hmm. No, I, I'll check it out. Oh. Holy shit! Hey, Clarence, are you getting? Uh, are you guys getting storms right now down there? 
Oh, we got our first traffic update, or weather update, excuse me. <laughs> well, we got oh, the South, yeah, yeah, South Metro. Not to get all weathery on you, but it's been, you know, good. I'm sitting, all of a sudden we got, there's got a big uh, clap of thunder here, which maybe is God saying, uh, wrap this up, boys, because it's, it's <laughs> that little, could be. Maybe God is saying, let's put a soccer tab on the top of the Star Tribune website. So oh, There's oh, been many John's soccer stories don't get buried in the netherworld. When there was only one set of footprints, that's when I took off, because you fuckers kept talking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, soccer tab. Clarence, you love soccer. It's a varsity sport now. Just get yeah. used to the idea. Yeah. Taking over. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's. Maybe we should wrap this up if Brian's about to be killed by storms in the South Metro. It's probably a good idea. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Absolutely. Even though I, you, I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you doing it, even though you you knew that basically we would just rip on Wisconsin the whole time. Well, yeah, but we're gonna yeah, Wisconsin and the, the Star Tribune, the two things uh, you know that I hold dear, we're pretty much saying needs to be a lot better. So I'm I'm gonna do my best to uh, to make that happen. But uh, listen, I appreciate you guys asking me to come on. This was a lot of fun. I I, I had I had fun with it. I hope you guys did too. We did. Well, uh, that was great, Brian. Well, Packers record next year. Let's sign off with that. What's yep. it gonna be? Oh God, uh, let's go. Uh, I'll go eleven and five. John, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go two and fourteen because it exists in <laughs> the way I want things to be in my head. Brandon, next year will be the first year that every team goes eight and eight. <laughs> and I will say zero oh and sixteen. So that's uh, that I sounds know. right. So yep. by popular opinion. The Packers will be one in fifteen next year. Brian's vote didn't count because he's from Wisconsin. <laughs> That's right. Brandon's vote didn't count because he moved to Dallas and is therefore closer to Drew Pearson, and so his vote is compromised. It's my guy. It's not your guy. <laughs> That's Clarence's guy, who's ripping him on Twitter. He gets it. Uh, Twitter is great just for that. All right, we'll sign off. We're Brian. Do you want us to plug anything for you besides the Star Tribune? No, I think that's a pretty good one. That that, that that's what keeps uh, paying the bills for me. So it's, yep. uh, keep keep going to starkstream. dot com. Keep uh, paying to keep, get those stories read yep. online. So keep complaining <laughs> that it's hard to find your favorite soccer stories on starkstream. dot com. Oh. I know that's a big problem for all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're on the web, the, the sportive. dot com, on Twitter at sportive podcast. I can't think of anything else to plug, so we'll just. They probably out. already found it if they got here to listen to this. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.